Welcome to the Hustle Class Podcast. It's your boy Jermaine. I am live and I'm not 25, but I'm almost there. Um, So I know it's been a while since the last time y'all listened, but I hope that you took the time that um, of my absence to listen to some of the former episodes. Those of you who are looking to get into stocks or just make better money, I uh, money, you know, decisions. Um, I hope you're listening to some of the former episodes. Um, one of my favorite ones I made is called Stock Rona. It's episode one. Literally, I talk about um, my take at the time on stocks and kind of how to understand it. If you're not super well versed in terms of business or money or numbers. Um, you know, math in general, just to kind of understand the concept of stocks and the decisions that go into, you know, kind of deciding what your approach is going to be or your strategy is going to be when it comes to stocks and investing. Um, So, you know, um, I do have some excuses for, I guess, the reason why I was there. But, you know, excuses are tools of the incompetent. You know, they build bridges to nowhere, monuments of nothingness, and those who use them seldom amount to anything except excuses. But, (laughs) haha. I definitely do have my share of issues that came up when I was trying to record. Um, so um, one, I think about two weeks ago, I, I had a microphone cord issue um, when I was going to record an episode for the podcast. And um, basically, I, I, I always have issues with my microphone cord. When you go to, um, you know, to Guitar Center to get a microphone cord, um, you try, you're probably going to want to get the best quality, so you're going to pay that bread to get the best quality, and I usually do that, but my microphone cord messes up consistently, right, because if you bend it too much the wrong ways, it kind of loses that connection that goes through the cord, um, you know, with traveling to record, you know, other stuff, other places, or just when I was moving from one place to another, kind of bundling up or bounding the cord to move, or, you know, binding it um, kind of messed up with that connection. So I went to Guitar Center. Because it always messes up, I decided to get the cheaper one, which is, like, the Guitar Center home brand. It's called, like, Livewire or something. And it ended up working terribly. It only worked, like, the first day I used it, which is for, like, the, um, you know, the last episode that we that I had, which I think is about, uh, like, July 11th or something like that, July 12th. So it worked that day and hasn't worked since um, until today. It's working all of a sudden, which is great. Because I had to troubleshoot and keep trying. But I plan on going to Guitar Center um, this upcoming week. I don't think I'll be able to today because I have a stock call I'm going to be on um, tonight. So I might not do it today, but I'll definitely get a new cord so that I'm more, I can be more consistent and not have an issue where, you know, I work a long day of work, come back to record a podcast after being as tired as it is from going outside and not being able to and now having to grab my stuff and go back out. Which, you know, I'm not going to do because I'd rather just, you know, watch Yahoo Finance videos or, you know, Benzinga or something. Just get up to date with what's going on in the world and what the markets are looking like. Um, And um, I know this past, the reason why I guess this episode is coming a little late too is because um, I had to travel um, this past week. So that, that was an end of the week thing. So I kind of was preparing for that and executed that. So I put the podcast on the back burner. But now, because I've been away for so long, I will definitely be on it this week. I will give you three episodes. So this one should be released, I guess. You should be able to hear this on Monday. And then I'll have one on Wednesday for you and one on Friday as well. Then as next week comes, we'll continue our weekly um, meetups. But definitely, you know, since there's been slack on my end, you know, um, I'm going to, you know, double down and come harder. So Nipsey Hussle once said, you know, um, you know, you waste time, you just work some more. Um, you know, so don't, don't get yourself down upon the moments when you feel like, ah, I didn't utilize my time or, ah, I didn't accomplish the goal I wanted to, you know, Nip said, you know, (laughs) 
once you wait, once you see that that time has been wasted, just work harder. Like, the time is already gone. You can't get that back. But what can you do is double time, triple time. Like, work even harder. So, um, you know, that's how I'm coming. So this week you're going to get um, two more episodes. Um, definitely something that came up that I wanted to definitely get into in one of the episodes this week is um, how kind of the game of poker and understanding poker can help you kind of understand how to operate in the stock trading world. Um, I found that very useful. Granted, I, I don't play poker as much now that I'm into stocks, um, but I definitely am a poker guy. And, you know, I, I, I would say I have a couple you know, a good amount of time in playing poker, um, not competitively necessarily, but you know, I, I'm good and I'll definitely feel like I can get into that. And you can see how playing a game, you know, that you just buy cards, you know, we all play, you know, drinking games when you have fun with friends or, you know, your go fishes or, you know, the, the, um, the culture ones like, um, you know, I think there's one called like Remy or something that I've played in spades and stuff like that, the ones for the culture. So there are different games you can play with cards, right? Um, but learning how to play certain games that will increase um, that database for how to operate in a business world would be definitely, you know, um, an advantage to you. So I'll definitely go over that sometime. I'm hoping this week. If not, definitely you'll hear from it soon. Um, but yeah, today's episode... Um, I wanted to talk about something that was brought up to my attention that um, people might actually be engaging with. And so there's this rule of money called the 50-30-20 rule of money. Um, and it's basically, you know, about budgeting. And so I wanted to kind of get into that, um, you know, that budgeting aspect to see, to analyze this strategy of um, budgeting and, you know, kind of giving my take on it and kind of how I approach budgeting, um, seeing if there may be some similarities, some differences, and seeing if maybe I'll actually adopt this or some of the stuff that I have to do with this into my own life um, and, you know, put it in practice. So um, the 50-20 budget rule um, was coined, well, it wasn't coined, but it was popularized by um, Senator Elizabeth Warren. And basically, um, she has a book um, and it's called All Your Life, All Your Worth, The uh, Ultimate Lifetime Money Plan. And basically, um, it talks about how, you know, after after tax, the income that you have left, you break it down into these categories and put it in certain places so that you can kind of utilize your money or maximize the utilization of your money after taxes. And so um, how, you know, Elizabeth kind of gives it up is, OK, 50 percent of your money should go towards needs. 30% of your money should go towards wants and then 20% will, um, you know, you'll be, you'll put away, um, for savings. So that's kind of like the umbrella of it. Right. But we all know that, you know, the, 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 the fine line between needs and wants or, okay, if I'm saving, am I investing? Am I paying off debt? Like, what does this all really mean? Um, so I guess I will give some clarity to that. Um, and, uh, let me go through it. So basically, first and foremost, right, the 50% that is towards needs, right? Um, those needs are like absolutely, they, they have to absolutely be paid. So like your rent um, or mortgage or your bills or maybe like your car, which you use for work, right? Or used to get your groceries, your actual groceries, um, insurance, you know, health care, things to keep your, you know, things to keep your number one asset, which is your health and your body and, you know, you yourself um, good, 
um, your minimum your minimum debt payments. So it might be the minimum payment on your loan or your credit cards or anything of that nature, um, and your utilities for your you know apartment or wherever you stay at if it's a home. So those are what she qualifies as your needs basically, like the fifty percent, right? After that, um, the other 30%, right, I know what you guys are thinking, 30% towards savings, right, and then 20% towards wants. No, she has it the other way around. She says 30% towards wants, and then the 20% towards savings. So let's get into the wants real quick. So wants are the things that you want to spend money on, but they're not absolutely essential, right? So, for example, going out to eat, maybe catching a movie, you know, maybe you need a new wallet or purse. Um, maybe your favorite team is playing um, at a stadium or, I mean, at this point in time, you know, with COVID, I mean, they're, they're not doing anything like that. But say you wanted to go to like a sporting event or like a concert. Um, you wanted to take a vacation. Y'all know I'd be in Miami. Um, so things of that nature. Um, and maybe even like add-ons. So like a want might be you could pay for the internet plan for $50 a month, but you pay 80 because you want the fastest speed, even though you don't necessarily need it. That might be considered a want, right? Um, and I mean, you can really get into the nitty gritty of it and say, if I spend, if inter if the cheapest internet, which is like convenient and it's and it's great, is like $50, but I decide to pay $80 for, the, for a pr more premium in internet, you can like in your own budget sheet kind of say that, Oh, 50 of these dollars towards this is an is a need and the extra 30 is a want. So you can budget it out that way so that you're kind of really really keeping track of everything. But personally, I would just throw that whole thing into the want, like the whole 80 into the want personally. Um, you know, that's just how I do it. If anything, if I'm doing any extra add-ons, I just change the whole category instead of breaking it up um, into pieces. And so those are some of the wants. Um, you know, you might want uh, a new laptop you might want um some jewelry things of that nature you know what wants are now the last one is going to be sort of like um a uh, the savings and for the savings right um that's pretty much like your emergency fund like putting money in towards your emergency fund or just um you know your regular bank account or you could also consider savings um if you make any like you know, Roth or 401k contributions outside of your salary, you can in include that in that figure um, in terms of savings. Um, if you're um, paying down excess debt, I think you might be able to consider that as um, savings too um, because you might save more over time by, you know, paying down your debt faster, right? So that's also something that you can um, consider. Now, um, so we've gone over this 50-30-20 rule, which is popular. So, I mean, if you decide to adopt this rule, you're not alone. You're not the only person doing it. Um, now, I guess maybe I can give my take on it um, and kind of how I would operate and navigate through it. Um, so I think for me, so when I start out my 100%, right, that I'm already. All right, so let's say first and foremost, um, after after tax, after tax is how they kind of navigate through this budget rule. Um, after tax, once my money comes, I already shave off an extra 10% for tithes. That's just how, you know, I live my life. I know not everybody listening, you know, gives tithes. Not everybody listening is of the same faith. But that's kind of like my first, um, the first thing my money goes to, right? 
So I kind of start out with 90%, or 90% is my 100. Um, so of that 90%, um, I think I do tend to probably live, and this is, I guess, a transparent moment, um, my needs are somewhat expensive. Um, so I think that um, my needs actually take up more than 50% of my salary if I'm being transparent. Um, so we'll, we'll just, for, for, for the sake of just understanding things more clearly. Okay. So let's say we have a hundred percent. Me personally, I think my needs cover, I want to say close to 70% instead of 50. Right. So maybe I'm already living outside of my budget. So naturally I do have to downsize everything else. Um, but yeah. Um, and so that's about takes up about 70%. Um, let's say, let's do like averages. So let's say 70%. Um, so I have about 30% left, right? One would say if you have 30% left, maybe you should put 20% towards your wants and 10% towards your savings. Now, um, as you continue to listen to this podcast and as you continue to transform your life into that of a hustler and kind of somebody who's just on the grind trying to build wealth for themselves, You'll understand that um, as somebody who is kind of on the wealth track, sometimes your wants and savings are kind of unified. One of my wants is to invest. So let me say this. So investing, right? What would would investing be a need, a want, or um, savings? I would say investing would be um, savings and want. So. Um, investing, right? Because when you when you save, right? If you save, if you save, if you're saving an emergency fund, chances are that's straight up cash, and you're not really looking at the growth potential of it. Now, if you put your, and you could say the same for like savings accounts or, or um, an IRA or a 401k contribution, but 401k contributions go into a market slash IRA contributions. Usually, they go into like a market or they're they're attached to like stocks or equities of sorts. Um, you know, or funds of sorts, like mutual funds of, of sorts. Now, when you also have a savings account and you put that money in that bank, you have an interest rate, which you, you know, you grow interest on it, right? So with that being said, um, since there's growth in those, I would consider investing as a sort of savings, right? But nothing crazy, nothing major, maybe a certain amount, you know, per check. Like it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but you can, you can put investing in that savings category. Right. Also, if you want to invest in something, then you can also say that's a part of that want category in terms of, okay, I'm investing in, let's say you have a safe investment, right? I'm investing in AT&T because they have high dividends, right? So that's just like a safe investment. So I would consider that savings. Now, when you say, oh, I want to try my, I think Amazon or Tesla is going to do something crazy this year. Let me put some money towards that. That I think would be a want. Cause it's not, you're not necessarily in it for the long haul. You're in it to see what might happen, what, you know, what crazy thing could happen with Tesla really soon. Or like, there's sort of like hyper speculation. It's not really a decision rooted in long-term gratification. It's kind of rooted in, okay, let's see what happens almost like a fast flip. So, but that being said, um, I think that investing can fall into both. Now, bringing it back to what I said initially, if you have that hustlers or wealth building mindset, you can kind of see how um, investing can be both, like I said, a want and a savings thing, right? 
and also your wants, right? Because if I want to invest and I want to save more, then those kind of all fall into the same category. So some of the goals I have for myself, right? I want to build a strong emergency fund. I want to start um, saving up to potentially get a home, right? Um, so those are things that I want, right? Not things that I necessarily consider savings, not things that I need. Those are things that I want, right? But those things that I want, I have to save for. So my wants have tied into savings, right? Um, so when you want things, um, longer term, right? That costs money, right? Cause those things that I want cost money. Um, it actually falls into the savings category as well. So when I have that final 30%, um, my wants are directly tied into my savings and vice versa. So I'm not really spending any money where I'm not supposed to be, or I'm not doing things, I guess, for the frivolous nature of having a want, um, and just, oh, I want it and I want it now. Um, sometimes your wants take time, right? So um, that's kind of how mine is broken down. I think I have 70% in my needs and 30% want, want, save, like want slash save slash invest slash, um, you know, stash or like, you know, just keeping, like like hoarding money just to kind of build something for myself, right? Um, so um, how realistic is the 50 uh, 2030 or 50, 30, 20 rule. Honestly, I don't know because it's kind of like, I mean, if you, I guess when you're going into, when you're about to start your life of, you know, like in your finance life or just working or making money, I guess it's good to, or even if you're going to get a home or rent somewhere, I guess it's good to kind of think about the budgeting rule prior to you actually engaging. Cause right now there's literally nothing I could do to all of a sudden abide by the 50 30 20 rule my lease is a year long and i've already signed it and i'm gonna be paying right and my my bills and my utilities i mean sure i can um i can kind of i guess manipulate those numbers based on my usage and how much i use them right and you know all that stuff like with your water and your electricity but generally speaking things are kind of set in stone at this point so it might be too late for me to go exactly by that rule um but i think um, you know, it's still very possible to use. Um, it's just, you probably have to incorporate it earlier on. So, you know, those of you who don't really have any budgeting strategies and are not really making a lot of money or having to make certain decisions like, Oh, where am I going to live, et cetera. That now's a good time to kind of have that idea so that if, so that you know that if I have to budget 50% of my, of my income after tax for needs, um, I would already know that, okay, these are my needs. I need 50% of my income for that. So if I double whatever those needs are, that's how much I have to make after taxes at whatever job I work at. So you see how you're kind of working backwards using a budgeting rule, right? And now keep in mind, 50, 30, 20 is the only budgeting rule. There's probably a lot out there. This is just the one I'm talking about in this episode. But you see how understanding a budgeting rule or having a sort of strategy when you're going in can help you kind of like, like I don't know what the word is, but just kind of like go backwards and work reversal and kind of understand, okay, if this is how much I need to have saved, this is how much I need to make. If this is how much I need for my needs, this is how much I need to make. And so you already have a target of salary you're looking to get once you get out there. Or you might have to understand, okay, I can't get this salary based on my current qualifications, so I have to get more qualifications. Or I have to reduce what 
I would like for my needs to be so that I can be able to actually abide by this rule. So, for example, if I was like, oh, I need to have a crib like that's like two thousand dollars a month, like when you actually do the numbers and you realize, okay, I can't do that with anything I have in my current qualifications, you can bring that number down to, okay, I need a thousand a month or okay, I need 1200 a month. Like you can actually like, so you don't find yourself in a pickle where now you have a job, you know, that's not able to satisfy your finances. Um, you know, because it's like a paycheck is, is not that paycheck is nothing, but that's not the end all be all. You get paid, obviously, you know what I'm saying? But taxes get taken out. You're going to want to put money in a 401k. You might have other plans like, you know, a Roth or like an HSA where your money's going to. You might have insurance premiums, right? Um, You know, and then you have your your debt. You know what I'm saying? It all starts adding up. So what I'm basically trying to say is you have to assess everything so that you know that you're not digging a hole for yourself before you even arrive. Because there's nothing worse than signing a lease, right? And thinking that, oh, I'm about to get all this bread. And then when the cookie crumbles and you see everything for what it is after tax, um, after bills, after debt, after all this other stuff, and you realize you never had enough to, you, you kind of like were, were behind from the get-go. You never had enough to pay for anything. But you just thought you did with the illusion of a paycheck, right? So budgeting is highly important. Um, but yeah, um, that's, I guess, that's my take on it. So I, I like the rule. Um, I think it's a good rule. Um, I think it's realistic if you apply it before you actually sort of start to engage, like I said, get a job or start renting at a place. That's when the rule is probably very effective. Um, but if you're already in the game or you already have things going on a certain way for you, I feel like it's kind of like you, you, you can't abide by it because, you know, sometimes your needs are just automatic. Like if you have minimum payments and a certain rent payment and a certain bill payment, and it just adds up above 50%, I mean, there's what can you do to bring that down within the span of how long your lease is or how long your whatever is, right? So, um, but I, I like the rule. I like the rule. Um, and I feel like I like it especially for people who have their wants aligned with their savings. So they want to save. They want to invest. Then it's kind of like, I mean, if I, instead of me, you know, buying, say, you know, what What do I want more, those those Gucci loafers or, you know, to go long on Tesla? Like, if you if you have, you know, that sort of mentality and your wants kind of outweigh, like, the, the more frivolous things and your wants kind of are more in, in line of wealth building, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a winning situation. You know, you're not going to, you're going to be living at your means by using the budget off rip and then you're going to be getting ahead of the game because, you know, the other 50% is kind of all-encompassing of you heading towards a better financial future. So I, I like this 50-30-20 rule. Um, I, I actually, I can dig it. Um, so hopefully it's something that I can apply, um, you know, once my lease is up, so a year from now. <laughs> but um, even until then, I mean, I think I'll, I'll, go th- I'll go over some more budgeting stuff and see different other rules that we can apply and maybe we can have an episode where we kind of compare different rules and see, you know, what the quintessence of them, you know, is slash are. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of it for that. And, you know, like I said, this week I'm definitely going to be giving multiple, multiple um, episodes. So I, I'm sure this week you'll see three, and I know it's going to be rapid fire, but I know that, uh, you know, I kind of try to, you give information in doses well enough that you can digest them and, you know, they're easily, easily edible. 
um, information. Um, and I guess the last thing before I go is that my mom sent me something today that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, and it's basically um, the what, what she called the five W's of life. And I just wanted to say it here so that I could encourage people to, you know, keep doing what they're doing and understand that, you know, even though the road is long and it's hard, like, I mean, it's a road and it's leading somewhere. So just know that as long as you stay on the path, you'll, you'll, you'll get to where you're supposed to be. So the five W's of life, who, who you are is what makes you special. Don't change for anyone. Right. Um, I like to say this thing, death before dishonor. And a lot of people think it's, you know, it, it might be militant or something of that nature because it sounds very gruesome. Right. But um, I mean, when you think of honor, you know, it's kind of like, you know, like kind of wearing wearing things on your sleeve and understanding that, you know, you are you and you don't need to necessarily compromise who you are and what you believe. Right. And so, you know, you are you you are what makes you special. Like, who you are is what makes you special. Like, you are special off-rip. So don't change for anyone. Don't fold. Be yourself, right? What is the second W? What lies ahead will always be a mystery. Do not be afraid. Keep your faith. Fear is one of the most damaging things to a lot of us. It holds us back from so much, like, potential greatness in our lives and beauty. And, you know, fear kind of, like, stagnates us. Um, and many things. So, you know, I would say that, you know, we should understand that everything that lies ahead is always going to be a mystery. But we got to keep walking on that path towards where we're headed. The third W is when. When life pushes you over, be strong and push back harder. Pray and keep believing. So when life pushes you over, you know, you got to push back harder. You know, don't quit. You know, when things go wrong, as they sometimes will, you know, don't quit. Where is the next W? There are choices to make. Make the one you won't regret, right? Um, I like, I, I always like being calculated. I feel like that's one of the, that's one of the best things that you can do. Just take calculated risks because the risk comes from the fact that what lies ahead will always be a mystery. So that's the risk. But. I mean, it, it's kind of like the cards, the cards fall how you stack them. Like, uh, you know, it's kind of like when you w when you do things so deliberately and you're so calculated, it's almost like even though you don't really know where exactly you end up, the, the road has already been paved by your decision making. Right. So there are choices to make and make the ones you won't regret. And the last W is why. Things happen when why things happen will never be certain. Take it in stride, trust God and move forward. That's good. So sometimes like people like to harbor on the fact that things happen and how damaging it might be, X, Y, and Z. Um, but you know, why things happen, you know, you can't really be certain of like why did it happen to me? Why did it happen to me? It's 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 a question that we all ask. Um, but what we do know is that when things happen, you can take it to the chin, shrug, shrug your shoulder, and keep moving keep pushing you got to be an unstoppable force and that's what i hope everybody takes away from this you need to be an unstoppable force in whatever you're doing you know let that passion drive you and take it to the next level keep elevating yourself and this episode is quite long i didn't think it'll be this long but that's good so you'll hear from me two more times this week and yeah 
This has been Hustle Class. Talk to you later. Bye.